Welcome to another episode of That's a Rep Podcast, podcast by fans, for fans, and my God, us fans, we are catching our breaths as much as possible because that was, oh, my, my heart's still, my heart's still pumping, man. Dre, I am with my uh, co-host, Dre, our other co-host, Jay, wishes that he could be here, but not today. Uh, we miss you, man. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. But my man, Dre, that game. I mean, I feel like I had a couple of <laughs> minutes shaved off my life after that one, man. How did you feel? Well, uh, it's funny that you bring up Jay because I'm actually sick, if you can't tell by my voice. So I, I feel like we right now are kind of like the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> like, or, you know, how they've been for like the last month, right. like kind of hobbling, but just trying their best. Yeah. And Jay is going to be back. He's going to return like Freddie Van Fleet. Um, but today is all about the returns of certain players. So Siakam, this is his, what, his second game back? Um, yes, it is. Still trying to get into the, the groove of things. We got Gasol. Mm-hmm. Most of our lineup that we've been missing for over a month is finally back. And it was crucial in... I, I Okay, I've got to say this. Okay. I completely was making fun of Oklahoma City at the start of the season. I think a lot I of think people a lot were. of us were. Yeah. I, I thought their, their press images looked desperate. I thought this was a disaster. If anything, they're doing better than they were last year with Paul George and Russell Westbrook. So that whole Damian Lillard ruined this franchise thing, not really. This is the best that OKC has looked in years, even the big three years with Carmelo Anthony. So um, this was a little bit more daunting on paper than I think a lot of us would have given it credit for earlier in the season. And that was proven by just how well Oklahoma City stuck in the game after we we had a fantastic first quarter they just didn't give up down mm-hmm. to the wire but yeah no i got the preface to say that like we were recording this on uh wednesday on the 15th right after the raptors beat the oklahoma city thunder 130 to 121 and i'm telling you guys that this game was much closer than it really should have been because in the first and second quarter i mean if you guys were watching damn that was a toronto raptors basketball that we know right they moved freely they passed the ball frequently. Yep. They shot the three. Uh, they were consistent with their shot. Uh, they turned OKC over. They ran the transition game. Um, man, everybody was contributing, and it was just beautiful basketball. We were up by 30 points at one point, and then all of a sudden, it just kind of fell apart. It kind of started in the second quarter or ended the second quarter with the 12-0 run, but it wasn't only that. Mm-hmm. There were so many things that happened in in just this game. This is why it's so important for us to talk about it, uh, uh, like right after because there was like one half of the game was positive and the other half was complete negative. Yes, we did win this game, but like we are seeing this over and over constantly. I'm not trying to banter this Raptors team because we love them so much, but you know you have to you kind of have to give a uh, love when it's due and give criticism where where it should be and and though the we were kind of seeing it with the the last game against Oklahoma City Thunder or the last game, last time we played uh, the San Antonio Spurs. And then this game, like we keep on constantly giving up leads and I'm trying to figure out and talk it through uh, with you guys. Like what's going on? What do you, why do you think that when we have such a lead and such momentum that the momentum swings all of a sudden? Well, I think it's a combination of two things. Exhausted players, particularly like a Kyle Lowry or Serge Ibaka who have had to pick up the slack during this injury bug that we've had and our OGs 
trying to get back into the swing of things. Now, it's too early to say that because this is only like the second game where a lot of our unit has returned. Um, we're just still waiting on Fred Van Fleet, but Powell's back. Ibaka, or not Ibaka, Siakam is back. Mm -hmm. Gasol is back. This was his first game back. And um, we're seeing what we saw earlier in the season where Rondé Hollis Jefferson is losing minutes again. Uh, Terrence Davis is losing minutes again. So we're not relying on the bench mob as much as we need to. So the only person we're really waiting on now again is Fred Van Fleet. So, mm -hmm. um, you know who's not losing and minutes? And arguably Chris Boucher. You know who's not losing minutes? What's that? Is Patrick McCaw. He is not losing yes. minutes. And to uh, a lot of Raptor fans' uh, demise, people are not happy with why Patrick McCall is on there. And I, I'm, people I'm, want him gone. I'm one of the, the uh, last, <laughs> if not last, uh, defenders of Patrick McCall because I do like what he brings and the energy that he brings. But there are a couple of times where like his his defense wasn't there. That... Uh, and, it stands out a lot to me because of how uh, important the, the play was. But when he turned the ball over uh, midway through that like half where Schroeder was uh, guarding him full court press, and then he turned it over and basically gave uh, an and one to, I think, Alinari or something like that. But like, it's mm -hmm. it's there are plays where it's just really hard to defend McCaw and like yeah you like you said Dre Terrence Davis is losing minutes RHJ is losing minutes but why is Patch McCaw and there's some there's something there that Nurse sees that we don't see and I'm gonna keep on harking back to the fact that we just don't see it. Uh, we only watch these games live on TV, and some of you are lucky enough to go to these games live in Scotiabank Arena, but we don't see it. Right now, I'm I'm losing a little bit of faith, man. I've been a Patrick McCall. Uh, I've been praising him for a long time and defending him, but but yeah, over and over again, it's like I, it's hard to defend Pat. Even uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is the most action he's ever seen. Even on the Golden State team, he wasn't like yeah seeing this much of the floor. And you know, it's it's easy to look at today's stats and and crap on him a bit because oh no. He's the only Raptor who played a significant amount of time to not reach double digits, which, before I continue, the fact that the starting five, including Gasol, yep. are in the double digits, almost like 20 points a piece, uh, 20 points a piece each, is amazing. Uh, and Terrence Davis, also hitting over 10 points, almost getting a double-double with rebounds, amazing. So it's easy to look at that and be like, okay, where did it go wrong? But um, this game's a little bit different. Because everybody else was on fire. Um, yeah. You can't say that that's him not being on fire. But having said that, you're looking at what Terrence Davis does in 17 minutes rather, you know, comparing that to what Patrick McCall does in 26. 26 minutes and six points, five assists, zero rebounds, which we need on a defensive front. Because one of the things we've tried to clean up is our offensive rebounds. Hmm. Um, not great. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So we're, I'm going to stick with the positives here, though. We yes. did, like you said, we are getting a little bit healthier. Uh, this was the first game back from Marcus saw before he pulled his hamstring. And he was inserted into the starting lineup alongside Serge Ibaka, which got a lot of people thinking, well, that's that's a little strange because don't you want, you know, both of them to go on for each other? You know, like uh, I most likely Serge coming off the bench if Gasol is going to take that starting minutes again. But then you're then I got to thinking that uh, pe players like RHJ and also Chris Boucher have been playing so well. Maybe this is time for a nurse to to play those minutes or those players, those minutes uh, that they've deserved. But 
there was no Boucher. There was eight minutes of RHJ. So it, it was kind of confusing of what uh, Nurse was doing. But then again, Marcus Saul, he kind of opens up everything for, for the Raptors. Like he's, he plays like a guard on offense. He, he opens up the, the floor for players like Lowry and Powell, and in this case, McCall. And I think that with having McCall there uh, alongside Marcus Saw, it's going to take a lot of burden off of McCall because Mark is there to play make, right? And instead of having Serge and McCall, because Serge will not be able to pass it out in the perimeter, much like Mark will do. So I think that to that mm-hmm. ten of, of Gasol and McCall is going to pay dividends down down the line. Uh, also, when on defense too, like like I was saying, he Mark just knows how to orchestrate the defense. Uh, so so well especially when he's down in the paint he can see all the picks that are coming he can talk to the players uh and i don't think serge or anybody else or boucher in that matter can do that as well as mark so inserting mark is is fantastic it um the amount of times that when he was playing and because he doesn't put up those stats uh a lot of uh, pundits were all in the beginning of the season, we're saying, you know, uh, we should trade Mark or this is just not the the team that Mark should be playing for or something like that. But now you see that how much of a difference that Marcus Gasol makes. Honestly speaking, honestly, honestly, without Mark in the lineup, I don't think we would have pulled out this win. I honestly do think so. Absolutely. I would argue that a lot of our wins, whether it shows in his numbers or not, and I think we've always said this, Marcus Gasol is an asset because if he's not putting up points, if he's not putting up defensive stats he's getting into people's heads like a lot of people forget that the scoreless game that Joel Embiid had was largely because Marcus All, but Marcus All didn't really put up crazy numbers himself it was just about having that real estate in a beat's head and because he's an older player because he's kind of cut from a different cloth being of the defensive big man past and the offensive big man now he's kind of in the middle He's very unpredictable. Sure, he's slow. Sure, he's not putting up all-star numbers like he used to. But the guy still knows how to play. And he Mm -hmm. still understands the schematics of the game. So, in a situation like this, where you look at... A lot of the the stats are are kind of neck and neck. But, I don't know. The fact that we shot just over 50% from three, which for a Raptors team is pretty damn good. Okay, a, a post or pre Danny Green team without Fred Van Fleet is pretty good. Let me re, uh, reemphasize that. But you're looking at the OKC percentage; it's thirty eight percent. They missed well over half their threes. I feel like a lot of that was because the floor was so stretched; they didn't want to get in and drive to the paint because we were killing them with points in the paint mm-hmm. and the paint kind of defense. So they kept it; they just kept firing up shots. Yeah. And, you know, even before the uh, the comeback that they had, that if that continued, we would have obliterated them by like 50 points. Unfortunately, they had to, to reroute and they figured it out. But there was a point where we were getting to their heads. They, they could not surpass it. And I think a big part of that is how much Gasol, but also Lowry, stretches the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we go into the cons, there's one more pro. Norman Powell. He had to be our MVP of this game. 23 points, 27 minutes. He was kind of the release valve when it came to the pressure situations, especially in the fourth quarter. He was shooting the three lights out. Uh, He was driving into the paint, getting those layups. Like, he was phenomenal. And 
to be to have that player kind of who can create his own shot whenever we whenever he wants to is is going to be huge for us down the stretch norman powell mm-hmm. we've always wanted him to kind of take that next step all the time every single year is this going to be the year for norman powell this year it kind of seems that like because of uh obviously because of the championship run because of Siakam taking that uh, next step, being that number one player, because of Lowry, because of Fred Van Vliet, Norm doesn't have to be that guy every single every single game to be that release bell. He doesn't have to. He just has to play his game. And I feel like Norm has been playing freely and and not a double, you know, uh, aiming his shot. A lot of times when he was shooting those three pointers, when um, when he was struggling, he just kept on aiming it. When you do that, you double think and you don't kind of mm-hmm. shoot the ball uh, as regularly as you want to but now like he's been playing so well and i'm so glad that a- even after the injury before the injury he was playing really well already but before after the injury you you kind of feel like he's never even lost a step so i'm just so glad that he's back mm-hmm. you know uh back into the lineup back in playing tw- uh, 27 minutes getting those minutes still uh and playing very well so uh, again with those pros norman powell he is i think he's our mvp of this game what did you think about his play today oh i've for everybody that was listening at the start of the season he was the guy that i was trying to pay attention to the most because it was like okay how is somebody like this going to fill in the shoes of a Kawhi leonard either off the bench or as a as a starter and we've seen both and that injury kind of, you know, it threw me off because it's like, oh, no, like, you know, Siakam is fantastic. He's only going to get better. I'm not too worried. Gasol, he's been through this before. I'm not too worried. He's a very smart dude. Somebody who's on the rise, like a Norman Powell, is like, no, you know, like, since the playoffs last year with the Storm and Norman to this year where he's a champion and he knows that it's possible and you just cannot get into his head, you know, you're like, oh God, how is this going to affect his game? Because he's doing so well. Nope. Guy's off the bench, does less than 30 minutes, mm-hmm. kills it. Mm-hmm. The guy's fantastic. Like, he is he is becoming what we've always wanted from him. The stable Norman Powell, who is amazing at just about anything because you can't get into his head. He's just going to get better and better. I foresee, like, a permanent starting position in... In the in the future, near, uh, distant, I don't know where, I like but it. the the guy's hungry. I, I I don't know. Other teams are probably going to try and sweep him up as well, depending like on it. how how much he's worth. He's he's fantastic. Crazy stat of the night per Jay Cabacco, uh, Justin Cabacco on Twitter. Um, the Raptors had six players score at least fifteen points tonight. Twenty three from Norm, yes. twenty one Pascal, twenty one OG, seventeen Kyle, fifteen Surge, fifteen by Mark. This is the crazy stat. It's just the third time in team history that's occurred. The other came. The other times came in nineteen ninety seven and two thousand and seven. That's crazy. What? That's a crazy stat right there. But yeah, man, that's Damn. so. There, there are a lot of pros that came came out of this OKC uh, game, mainly because of that crazy, crazy first and second quarter, uh, and also um, weathering the storm, weathering the storm in the fourth quarter. Because if we're going into the cons, yes. any of that second quarter wasn't very good. We we basically let the OKC Thunder shoot four threes in a row to finish off that half, which was a huge momentum swing for them. Um, the third quarter, I feel like, has been like kryptonite for us. We could never get a, a good start 
coming back from the half. And I don't, I don't know why it's, it's something uh, in the locker room that Nick Nurse is or isn't saying, but it's, it's just something about that we are not coming out of the half uh, as aggressive as we do in the beginning of the game. There's all these games that, uh, that other teams have come back at the beginning of the game. We've been, we've been doing so well come the second half of the game, then the momentum swings. Another thing, middle of the fourth quarter, we were up by 18 with only six minutes left. We shouldn't have had to bring uh, this the, our starters back in. We should have been able to have our starters sit. Lowry, Siakam, Gasol, what have you. They all should have sat so we could play that game on Friday. That that would, that was disappointing for me. I mean, when we're up 18, and I understand that they were bringing in CP3 and Shave uh, back in. Um, but if, if, if you have an 18-point lead... Six minutes left. I mean, I know this is the new era of the NBA, and I know 20-point leads kind of dwindle out of nowhere, but we have to learn how to finish these games. If you want to be uh, one of the top teams in the NBA, you're going to have to win a game easily if you're up by 18 with six minutes left in the fourth quarter. That's all I got to say. I mean, right right there yeah. and then, we let the OKC Thunder came back, and credit to them. Like CP3 is basically is basically Lowry, or I guess Lowry is basically CP3, and Shea, Shea Gilgis Alexander. I mean, the Clippers are crazy that you guys left him, or or traded him. The thing is, if you're up by 18, and I give me keep on saying this, if you're up by 18, six minutes left in the in the in the game, not even a court in the game, you should be able to to win that game. It's it's very strange because this is like one of the things that was kind of left in the wake when. Kawhi Leonard went to the Clippers is the kind of person who gives absolutely zero Fs about the the final quarter when it comes to being nervous. The guy just is, he's got ice in his veins. And we kind of need that um, either through Nick Nurse or through the team because we've got, we've got a lot of smart ideas. It's just, it's not even like a stamina thing. It's just, it, I don't know if it's like for focus but credit is due where credit is due. I've got to say that Billy Donovan for, for Oklahoma City, the guy's got to be on the short list for coach of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that this guy was able to turn around this team that everybody was kind of crapping all over and turn them into a cemented, a currently cemented playoff contender, especially when they weren't doing that hot earlier in the year. And so as a result, we didn't know how to go toe-to-toe with them. I don't know if it was an exhaustion thing. I don't know if it was a stamina thing, a focus thing. But I can tell you one thing. There were parts of the game where we were, we were definitely outwitted. And we were up by so much. And we weren't exactly playing poorly. We were just being outsmarted. And that's where this comes. Because if you look at the stats, we're either toe-to-toe, better than the Thunder, or slightly worse. We weren't blown out of the water in any sort of category. This was all just a mentality thing. We were just outsmarted. There was also a, a little blessing in the skies for when it comes to the OKC Thunder because uh, I believe in the second quarter or before the half, Stephen Adams actually uh, had to leave the game because of a knee contusion. Now, the reason right. why this is a blessing in the skies for OKC is because Toronto is one of the few teams that can guard uh, Stephen Adams who can bang in the, in the middle in the paint with Stephen Adams, with Gasol and Ibaka. You get Steven Adams out there and you have more minutes for players like Mike Muscala, uh, Danilo Gallinari. All of these guys can shoot threes in the perimeter and no one can guard them. So for them, 
yes, they are, you know, I think second last in the league in three-point shooting, but if you put up the volume, sooner or later, they're going to go in. So without Steven Adams, you're going to be able to run, uh, play your transition game, run the floor, spread the floor, you know, shoot those threes. Uh, so it was kind of a blessing in disguise for OKC. OKC has been playing like this over and over again. We've seen that last time. We've seen them come back. We've seen them come, uh, you know, when they're in the deficit, they will come back and, and punch you back, right back into the face. It all It's all about how Toronto ends these games and how are they going to um, bend but don't break, right? And clearly we didn't break, but we sure as hell bent pretty damn far. <laughs> so uh, yeah. at, at, the end of the, at the end of the day, we won this game. Nobody got injured, hopefully. Knock on wood, nobody got injured. And news from uh well the first the first person who tweeted out was chris walger that's what i saw but fred van vliet may be back uh for the next few games so that's a good segue right. to talk about the next few games on friday and saturday we have a back-to-back versus the wizards and the timberwolves with all these players coming back into the lineup it, it's going to be really hard for the raptors to get the momentum back especially with all these like quote-unquote new players um coming back from injury but this is a good test uh for the raptors and they're not playing anybody significant honestly friday we're going to put face the wizards saturday we're going to face the timberwolves and back on monday we're going to atlanta to face the hawks this is going to be a good way for the raptors to come back healthier and and to go into that uh all-star break um with a winning record per jay uh, he's not here right now, but he he was he's the one who tweeted out, "We're not going to lose again in January." What do you think, brother? If we do, I'll kick myself in the face. I mean, like <laughs> the the only somewhat borderline, barely capable team are the Wizards, but even then, they're they're not great right now. I'd argue that they're terrible. As much as it, I hate to say this, the Timberwolves are an absolute mess right now. Yeah. They started the season so well. What the hell happened? I don't know, but they're like borderline one of the worst teams in the league right now. So that should be a win as well. Mm-hmm. And the Hawks, the Hawks are finally almost winning 10 games in a season. Oof. I think we're fine. Right. Um, if we lose one of these, I might, I'm a teetotaler. That means that I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't do anything. Mm-hmm. I might become an alcoholic. <laughs> if we lose any of these games. Well, I sure as yes. that hope so, man. I sure as hell don't. <laughs> I don't, one, I don't hope you're not an alcoholic, which I know you're not. But two, I hope this doesn't bring you up to drinking or smoking. <laughs> because this does become quite stressful, man. I mean, my heart was palpitating by the end of this game for sure. Again, and it's again, OKC. OKC is... Ooh, they're 23 and 18. They're 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 really really good especially in the Western Conference. But yes, you're right. Friday versus the Wizards, I think that might be the biggest test for us. Uh then again, Bradley Beal just came back from a shoulder injury, so he might be a little timid. Um I feel like that Bradley Beal versus Norman Powell is going to be a good matchup right there. Uh but again, mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to lose that game. Saturday versus the Timberwolves, you got Cat and of course Andrew Wiggins who have been playing pretty well but I, I like you said they've been playing the timberwolves as a whole haven't been playing very well as of late they uh they were playing pretty well in the beginning of the season but i don't know what the hell happened and then you got you know i jinxed it trey young and the uh, trey young led hawks uh that young team that young les they did get back uh john collins i believe that's his name yeah john collins from that suspension so 
I don't know, man. You, you last time you're gonna see it. One of the few last times you're going to see Vince Carter, uh, not in Toronto, but we're gonna be in Atlanta again. I do think we're gonna win that game too. So hopefully, cross our fingers. Hopefully, we can at least go on a three, four game winning streak. Uh, come by Monday. But yeah, man. Uh, any any last thoughts when it comes to this OKC um or Toronto win over OKC? It wasn't as pretty as it could have been, but I'm just glad that we're getting most of our boys back. We need, if we had a healthy team this entire time, we'd be a much higher roster. We, we, we could use them. And I, yeah, let's dominate. That's what comes down to it, though, right? It it's all comes down to health. And don't get me wrong, Toronto isn't the only team. Obviously, not the only team that's going through injuries, but uh, right. we are one of the top teams that have lost the amount of games per i i don't know why, how that stat works I, I this is where i need jay to be honest but like i know that we've lost a lot of games because of injury and and the fact that we've had so many bodies out and we're still 26 and 14 looking for that second seed because i don't think anyone's going to reach uh, milwaukee for that first seed but we're gonna go for that second seed and think of, just think about the, the roster we had and think about when you do come back from injury yes you might had a, a month off or so for pascal or or mark who's just coming back off injury they're gonna have some young legs but your stamina isn't there right so you had our bench that was uh keeping us float but then you're bringing back starters that haven't played for a very long time and they're gonna need to ease into this rotation you're seeing it right now you're seeing it against uh chris paul led uh, a team or a demar de rosen the team who know how to who's been playing for the entire season so you got to give this and I'm, I'm also speaking to myself, not only as a fan, but like I'm speaking to um, the majority of Raptors fans. You got to give this uh, team patience. No one's going to remember a game in uh, in January when we lost to OKC the last game, when we lost to um, the Spurs last game, or when we almost lost this one too. No one's going to remember these until we come in, come by, you know, May or, or June or something like that, right? When we go to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So you got to give it some patience. Um, yes, it's going to be frustrating when we give up a 30-point lead, but at least we weren't Dallas. At least we didn't actually give up the win. So, yeah, man, I mean, uh, final thoughts. Uh, I'm glad we didn't lose this one. I think that we're going to go on a, a on a good winning streak. And, Jay, I hope that uh, you come back you come back soon because, goddamn, we need you, brother. <laughs> but, uh, Dre, where can I find you, my man? You can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs. You could follow my film review and editorial website films fatale f-i-l-m-s f-a-t-a-l-e dot com no spaces it's oscar season i'm ranking every single nominee in each category and then i'm going to make a massive list ranking every single movie nominated for an oscar that includes the garbage ones uh jay where can we find you yeah man um you can find all of us on twitter at that's a rap pod i gotta say though man Dre, you've been doing such a good job when it comes to the Oscar nominations and uh, everything that you do on Films Fatale. It's Oscar season, baby. So there's not going to be a Sunday podcast this weekend. But when we do do another Sunday podcast, we're going to do a really fun uh, Oscar-themed, NBA-themed podcast uh, where we do a little bit of trivia. We do a little uh, NBA comparison. And that's going to be all led by Dre. Uh, because i'm a huge movie buff but he is the movie connoisseur but yeah i just wanted well, to say so that much, about man. you brother uh again you can find all of us on that's a rap pod you can email us at that's a rap podcast at gmail.com and if you're finding uh this podcast and you want to you know give a shout out to us and show it to your friends or uh relay this message to your friends about that's a rap 
Tell them to search up Raptors HQ on either Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. That's our home base. Make sure to find Raptors HQ and give us a five-star rating or give us a virtual high five. It doesn't matter. But yeah, man, until next time, boys and girls, that's a wrap. Hang on. What was that link again? I got to write it down. Uh, hey, Derek Rose, you got a pen? <laughs> oh, I just got that. <laughs> it took me a while. It, it was a dig. It was, it a, was a slight dig. Very, very good dig. Very good.